Hey, everybody. I'm David Rice. I'm back here again for another great episode of Dentistry Unmasked with my partner in crime. Hey, Pam Maragliano Muniz. Welcome. And what's up, David? You know, all is well in the state of Florida. How's uh, Massachusetts treating you? So if you see the video and not just hear us, you can see I've got an actual sunbeam beaming on me. And I feel like it's from the heavens because we've been trying for so long to get this guest on our podcast. And finally, the planets aligned and we got Dr. Brian Ballywas, SF Dental Nerd. What's up, man? How's it going? I didn't know it was a big thing. I mean, you guys could have just called me and been like, hey, you're doing this now. Like force the issue. And I would have been like, all right, I will do anything for you too. Write me well, out. You know what, though? I feel like it was worth the wait because we had an interesting conversation at the LA Dental Symposium where we will all just like had had time to like hang out together. And, you know, I mean, we all know as dentists, like there's things we pay for and there's things that you pay for and you kind of know you're getting taken advantage of, but you don't really know like any better and like what to do about it. So you sort of just like suck it up and pay for it. For example, right? Credit card fees. Hmm. So, I mean, I I get the statement every month and I'm like, <laughs> why can't everybody just write a friggin' check? You know, <laughs> Because we pay so much money towards these credit card fees. And if you try to read the statement, you can't. It's not, it's too hard. Like I can't do it. And if I, there's no real way that we have any leverage to get better fees. So we got chatting with this, about this topic with Brian and Brian has like a specific take. And I wanted to have you share that with us. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's, there's a couple things that really get me fired up. And if we want to talk dental insurance, I'm fired up. Awesome. And the, the other one that fires me up is this, and, and it's actually, I think getting worse because tied to dental insurance, dental insurance has been giving us providers credit cards to process now instead of checks, which sounds easy because you don't have to run to the bank or deposit, but you're paying your credit card fees on those insurance payments as well. So yeah, this has been a, an ongoing battle for us. Are you guys doing this as well? Like you guys have this issue too, right? This isn't just me. No, I this is an everybody issue, I would it's say. It's an everybody issue. I'm still getting checks, but I thought it was something that could be, I don't know if you can opt out of it or if there's something you can do about it. I'm not sure, but I definitely still get checks. And it's honestly one of my favorite trips of my week is to actually physically <laughs> walk into the bank and hand people a pile of checks. And I'm like, yes, I know it sounds like a nuisance, but it's not, it's worth the money to do it. I love that. We've, we've opted out of the credit card um, payments and have, we just send them back and say, send us a check and they do it. We delay it a little bit because now we've got to send it back and wait for the check. But the reason we do that is because we don't realize as dentists how much we pay in credit card services. And my biggest gripe, we were talking about this earlier, is that they don't, they're not very transparent with their fees. So right now, if you go try and find a new credit card merchant services provider, the first thing they'll ask you for is your last three month statements with your previous provider. And it's crazy because then they always, you send it to them, you give them everything they need and they come back and they go, oh my God, Dr. Rice, guess what? We can save you $500 a month if you sign up with us and you go, well, oh my God. Okay, let's do it. And then you go and then you get your new bill and it's $500 less. They go, see, we told you. 
and you and you're happy and then that's usually when people stop and that's just your credit card services and if you're lucky enough to be stopped again somebody goes hey you should try us out they go hey we'll send us your last three months uh and and let's see what you got and they go oh my god dr rice we can save you another six hundred dollars and you're going oh my god like these guys i mean i just found somebody better what's wild is you'll never find a company who will actually break down what they're charging you for and when you try to ask for that breakdown the response they give you is well it's not apples to apples and so you know you might be paying a certain percentage but if you compare it to ours, you know, we charge a uh, difference in transactions or we charge this or we don't charge you for the machine. So, you know, let us deal with that because you're too dumb, Mr. Dentist or Mrs. Dentist to figure out the differences and all that. So that's like my biggest gripe with it. Have you guys been getting that too? Like you guys get back like a, like they ask for three months of, of previous statements before they give you a price. Yeah, they always want to compare to what you have instead of just um, what we were talking about in LA together, which is just show me your best deal. Yeah. Don't try to just lower my deal. Tell me what you're bringing to the table. I fight back all the time and I've gotten some emails back and forth. Usually they just stop responding because they're like, this dentist is too much to, to, to deal with. <laughs> um, but I've actually gotten on the phone and gotten somebody to say like, look, if I do that, then I don't make any money. And I was like, aha. That's exactly it. And so, I mean, it's actually pretty simple. If you think about, if you look at your statement and you you take the number that you actually run in credit card payments, let's call it $100,000, right? And then you look at how much they charged you. You can actually, I think we all pass basic math. We can actually divide those two numbers and come up with what percentage of the amount we ran through we got charged. And what's crazy is that's the effective rate. And as long as you're talking effective rate, then you are comparing apples to apples because you can switch to somebody else, calculate that same thing, and your effective rate is compared to your effective rate. And really, that's all we care about. How much do I get charged mm -hmm. for the month? What's wild is they can play around with so many things. They can charge you per transaction. And then they can charge you basis points. You guys know what basis points are with like all the different credit cards? They're special. Talk to us about it. No, I break yeah. it down because I think people are going to need to hear this. So the credit card merchant service companies are charged by the credit card companies to run said credit card. And each credit card company has a different percentage that they charge that, that person that you're paying to run credit cards. And then that company charges you a little bit more and that's okay everybody's got to make a little bit of a profit they charge you a little bit more in order to make money that's how they make money some companies just kind of charge you a flat rate they go look we're just going to charge you 2.5 percent of whatever you run in credit cards and that's what we're going to charge you and it's crazy because if you run a bunch of american express that company won't actually make as much money off of you because American Express charges them a ton. Believe me when I say though that they're definitely charging you more than American Express charges them. So they're still making some money, but maybe not as much. The best for them is if you run a debit card because the debit card doesn't charge anything really. Like it's 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 the best of both worlds. So now if you're paying that flat rate 
and most of your patients are paying with a debit card, it's it's they love you. They're they're going, man, you're our cash cow. Now it's actually interesting. So if you found an honest company, and I've actually found one person who used to run our credit card um, merchant services, and the only reason I stopped is because we needed something that integrated with our practice management software, which is a whole another issue. This guy was so honest. He was referred from a friend and he just broke things down in terms of costs. He said, look, I'm going to charge you five cents per transaction and I'm going to charge you 10 basis points over what the insurance card company or excuse me, the uh, credit card company charges me. And so just so you know, 100 basis points or BIPs is what they call it is is one percent. So one BIP is 0.01%. And so if you ever want to, you know, if you start haggling with these with, with these merchant services and you use the word BIPs, uh, they quickly find out that you know what you're talking about and they talk to you just a little differently. So that's, that's kind of it. Like, I love the fact that this guy said, hey, look, I'm going to charge you five cents per transaction and I'm going to charge you 10 BIPs over what the insurance, or excuse me, I keep saying insurance, credit card company charges me. So if, if, you know, American Express charges me 2.8, I'm going to charge you 2.9 and I'm going to make that 10 for myself. Way transparent. So unfortunately, not everybody's that transparent. They're just trying to find a way to save you money and maximize their profits, which is wild. It's crazy. Now, I want to back up for a second because I know there's people listening that heard, that heard you kind of just go over something earlier and they're going to be like, no, 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 I need you to walk me through this process. So insurance companies or third-party payers are trying to pay with a credit card, but you say no. Like, like walk us through that workflow to get them to stop the train on the credit card payment and get an actual physical check. Yeah, I'm fortunate that I use uh, a company to deal with insurance for me. Um, and I do that for several reasons. One, I really, because being, I say I'm fee for service, but we still send claims on behalf of our patients. I just think that the types of people who are willing to pay out of pocket for dental care are not the types of people who are willing to fill out forms and send them off. So okay. we provide it as a service, but I definitely want to separate that service from my practice to, to insurance land, right? So we use eAssist. They're, they've been great for me. And it's nice because if they ever, if patients ever have issues, we go, oh, you know, that's, we we pay for a company for you to deal with that. You can call them and here's their contact number, et cetera, et cetera. They've been great. We just told them, look, we don't want to take credit card payments anymore. And they said, oh, that's easy. We're just going to let the insurance company know that we're not going to accept this as form of payment and that they're going to send a check. And they've been pretty good. I'm going to knock on wood. Most insurance companies are pretty good about going, okay, we'll send you a check and they send a check. There's going to be a small delay there about a week for you because they already paid you and now you're contacting them and now they're running through their little process and then sending the check off to you. So if you're okay with that, that's fine. The other thing you can do is just deposit that credit card company and reach out right away and say, hey, that's it. I don't want any more of these. And they should um, start sending you checks. <laughs> like insurance companies they're they're very forgetful you may have to remind them so there's been a couple that we've had to remind three months later hey this is not what we discussed i need a check because i don't want to pay two percent of this to a credit card company like it's hard enough trying to make a living as a dentist i mean if you look at our overhead and what our our, our profit margins are they're not a lot two percent i think is kind of meaningful 
Yeah. So yes, that's, that's something that uh, I didn't mean to glance over, but reach out to your, your insurance companies and, and let them know that you don't want these digital forms of payment. Do you think that when you're signing, you know, because there's a lot of people that listen that are participating with different insurance companies. Do you think that when you're signing the paperwork, you might be agreeing to this form of payment and not even realizing it? Because let's face it, who reads those agreements anyway? It is wild seeing one of those contracts. Somebody just messaged me yesterday and said, hey, can you help me out? I'm trying to drop insurance. You know, how did you do that? And I said, you know, it really depends on your insurance. And it's not as easy as saying, here's how you do X, Y, and Z. You signed a contract. And so like anything, you need to go into that contract and see what your termination agreement is. You know, like what, how much time is it? Is it by letter? Do you have to call in? Um, they don't make it easy. It's like trying to cancel a, a subscription service. <laughs> All of a sudden you're like, or trying to return something on Amazon. You ever get caught in that loop? You're oh. like, where am I going here? Like, I, I just, I didn't get this package and I just need to get my money back. They make it hard on purpose. So yes, you're right. I think they hide a lot of things in there, but I don't know. I've never actually looked into whether or not you're agreeing that, Hey, we have to pay you digitally through a credit card. But again, knock on wood, we haven't had any issues uh, fighting back, I'll, I'll use that verbiage, and asking for a check. So what about those companies that have a credit card terminal and they look super cool and high tech, but they roll the credit card fee onto the patient? Do you know anybody that's actually doing that? Yeah, there's a couple of companies that do that, like Blue Yonder. Um what I don't like about those companies is they fool us again because they think we just don't know any better. And truthfully, we don't. They say, hey, you should use us because our fees are zero. And it's like, well, they're not zero. You're just putting it on the patient. And yeah. that's okay. Like if you were honest about that, I'd be, I'd have no issues with that. I, I've gone to plenty of places that have a credit card minimum or say, hey, by the way, there's a credit card fee. I think as long as we're honest with our patients and if that fits your practice model, great. I don't know if it fits our practice model here. You know, if we, you know, we do a lot of bigger cases, a lot of big case fees, you know, it's not absurd to charge somebody $20,000 on their credit card. And then you think about the percentage there. And when they see that number jump up, it's kind of, I don't know, maybe, maybe it encourages them to pay by check or, or to bring in a wad of cash. I don't know. But um, I think that's just something unique to your individual practice and, and your your philosophy and your culture. Do you guys, I mean, how do you guys feel about using that in your practices and, and kind of putting that on patients? I don't do it. I feel like it's another line item. And I just feel like um, it's not really a same, same. I feel like it's just one more thing that you're like, oh, and by the way, it's almost like post-COVID that additional fee at a restaurant. <laughs> If you just charged me like $5 more for my entree, I wouldn't even give it a thought. But the yeah. fact that you're like, oh, and by the way, we're going to charge you a percentage just because like, I don't know, it, it makes me feel like I would have paid it anyway with a tip or with whatever else or another cocktail. I mean, whatever, like I the agree. fact that you just make me have to pay for that kind of just makes me a little like it's a little ick. It is. And I feel like um, just for my own personal use, I'm not sure what cards you guys use, but you know, using Amex all the time, I feel like, hey, I've kind of earned the right to have the particular card that I have. I don't want you to punish me for that. Like, you should be happy to do business with me. It's yeah. your job. So I yeah. agree with you, Pam. I, I feel like we're much better just 
raise your fees and account for it. And, and then everybody smiles because we all kind of know what's happening. It happens in every aspect of our life. But Brian, you, you mentioned something else earlier too that caught my attention and it, mm -hmm. and it made me think of two things. One is what you mentioned, and that is you found this great guy and then you had to switch gears at some point because you had to integrate with your practice management software. So that's a thing. And then yeah. the other thing that I feel, especially um, younger dentists getting out of the gate who acquire or start up, they work with a lender. And a lot of times lenders like to give you a little bit better rate on the front end so they could bury the credit card processing fee cost over the over time and make a lot of money that way. So mm. how do we prioritize the things that matter to us? Because clearly our software runs our business and getting the, you know, the the best loan from the best lender is a priority, but I don't, I don't know. How do, how do you look at that as a young dentist and say, Hey, I'm, I'm cognizant of everything that happens and here's how I'm going to prioritize and manage it. I, I like separating that increase in fee and saying, that's the cost that I'm paying to integrate with my software. So yeah. I'll just throw out this number and, and, um, this, I, this will angry, anger, some credit card merchant services, but your fee should be close to 2%. I'm just going to throw that, that out there. I use, uh, like our patients use a ton of Amex and, and whatnot, but like 2% is like a good, that's an excellent range. You how about you should be under 2.5, right? And it doesn't seem like a lot, but think about 0.5 of what you charge. Like that's, yeah. so whatever that is, there's going to be a company that goes, hey, I'm sorry, but you know, your effective rate or our flat rate or whatever we're going to charge you is going to be closer to 2.7 or 2.8, hopefully not higher than that. And, but we integrate with open dental. So anytime you charge a card, it goes into the software and it's automatic. And for us, it's actually kind of interesting. We can't take payments on our, on our, um, on our machine, unless it's linked to a procedure. So for us, we just thought that was a cool little checks and balances. Like we can't just be running cards willy nilly. Um, there's no mistakes. Cause uh, if you don't integrate with your software, I almost guarantee there's been a time where you or a team member has swiped a credit card and then forgot to put it in Dentrix, open dental, whatever you're using. And then you look at the end and your numbers are off and you're like, Oh shoot, what happened? Mm -hmm. So for us, we looked at that and said, I think that's worth it, that we're, we're processing X amount of dollars a month. This is going to go up by 0.3%. 0.3 of that is this. Is that number worth it for us to integrate with software? And for us, we said yes. And so we're trying that out for us right now. We're really big on systems, um, you know, and especially in a time right now. I know uh, I'll, I'll speak for California. Sometimes it's hard to find team members. It's hard to to find uh, uh uh, staff and front desk people. So I think this is a great time to invest in the system, right? Like if, if McDonald's across the street, can't find somebody to, to, to work, it doesn't just shut down. They have systems that like live on. And then what's cool about this, it's actually really nice to team members when they, when they're onboarded because they don't feel lost. You know, there's a, there's a system that they have to learn and they have responsibilities and tasks. So that's what we've been kind of focusing on. That's how I separate the two. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, you, again, fancy, you, you talked about fancy machines. 
all those are independent. So you might find a credit card machine that you really like that, that takes Apple pay, you know, any company can use that. They're all kind of interchangeable. So don't let these companies fool you into thinking like, oh, well, look how fancy our machine is. You can go get a fancy machine and probably up what you already have if you're getting a good rate. It's a good point. It's a really good point. Yeah, uh, it's 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 wild. I really think it, it breaks down into three different categories. You're either paying a flat rate, which is fine, or you have somebody responsible who's giving you a breakdown. that So your rate kind of changes depending on what you process throughout the month right? Uh, in terms of volume and type of card. Or sometimes it's just like crazy. When we bought this practice, the previous doc we ran, like, you know, we didn't know any better. We, they said, Hey, can we look at your numbers? Oh, we can beat that. And they beat it. The previous stocks effective rate was 4%. Oh my. Whoa. 4%. And then when we calculated ours, guess what it was? Remember, these guys can easily get us down to two five, two seven. They got us down to three two. Oh, thank you, right? And and that extra 0.5 that they're making on top, that's just going straight in their pocket. So I don't know. I just feel like I kind of talked about this in my talk down in LA Dental Symposium. There's a lot of things that we as dentists focus on and we're so nitpicky on and it's great. You know, what's my bonding protocol? What am I getting back from the lab? How do I layer this composite? And we're so detail oriented. And then when it comes to how are my credit card fees getting processed? We're kind of like, I don't know. Let's just throw some money at it. You know, what's my marketing budget for my website? I don't know. Let's just throw some money at it. Um, I just, I, I, I hope that we realize we're smart enough to really look at the details of the stuff and learn and save some money. So despite that, now you've done your homework and you're really proactive. And so I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit because not everybody is that proactive. And I know when I get my statement every month, I look at it and I'm like, ugh, and I just file it away. <laughs> and so, I mean, so I might be able to be classified as not as proactive in this realm. There are companies that will advocate on behalf of the dental practice. And I know of one in particular, and I'm sure there's many out there that will take your last three month statements, tell you what you should get and kind of argue with that credit card company or encourage you to get with a different credit card company. And then what they'll do is they'll sort of say, all right, we saved you a thousand bucks this month. You owe us 500. We sort of split the difference there. What's your take on those? I kind of like that. I mean, I like that service, but I'm always like, okay, like if they can do that, can, can they do it again? Like, can you use their can ne the next month can you sign up again because again we're all kind of aiming towards that low point my credit card fees when we were using this guy were so good that it was i had no issues sending my three months with the fees on there and companies were like i i just do i don't know if we can beat that you know it's all of a sudden they're kind of backpedaling um a nice little exercise I love that maybe if you don't want to pay this company to do that for you is shop around, but delete everything on those three months or delete the little fee that you get. It's, it has the breakdown of credit cards. It has your volume. It has everything they need to calculate a good rate for you, except for your fee. Um, every now and then you'll get a company that goes, look, all right, well, let's give you this rate based off your volume, especially if you're processing a lot, they'll just give you a good rate and they just want your business. But um, yeah, I think those companies are helpful. They do the same thing with insurance, right? Like the, you get people who negotiate your insurance fees. 
I just think it's crazy as a profession that we need somebody to like negotiate that, you know, like maybe I should start a company that like negotiates better lab work, right? Like, man, I've been getting a lot of remakes. Oh, that's okay. I'm going to write your prescriptions for you. And I'm going to see where it's going on. And I'm going to make sure this lab really does their job. It's like, would we pay for that? Or would we just expect the lab to just do their job? I Man, I couldn't agree with that more because I think, although I like those companies and the services they provide, I feel like we give way too much away. And we look at everything, just like you shared, Brian, we look at it and say like, oh, it's 1%. Well, it's 1% here and 1% there, and then 1% or 2%. And you add up all those 1% and all of a sudden we're at like 6 7%. Yeah. you know, on a million bucks or $2 million or $3 million. And that's a hefty chunk of change as opposed to just having great people, great process in our practice and getting it done and advocating and for ourselves. Up, think about how, what your percent overhead is. I mean, as a prosthodontist, I mean, oftentimes we're upwards of 70% overhead. So like every percent yeah. counts that literally you work and just give away, like, I mean, whoever, in, like who invented a job that you're going to make 30 cents on the dollar? <laughs> like, you know, I, it's crazy. Dentistry is lucky. We love it because geez. Yeah. Just, just to elaborate on Pam's point. Cause I think it's a good point. You brought up, look, like sometimes we're not this detail oriented and we need help negotiating these fees. I would actually look at that even more global because we're dentists, but we're also asked to be business owners. If we're own, like, if we're, if we own a, a practice. So if you're not that detail oriented, maybe being a practice owner isn't that maybe you need to outsource all of that. And maybe that is when you get some sort of DSO involved or some sort of management company, not because, you know, you're like, oh my God, I'm going to make less money. You might actually make more because somebody's actually running your business like a business. Um, you know, I feel like there's too many of us who buy a practice and all we did, we didn't buy a business. We bought a better job. We bought mm -hmm. a job with a little bit of profit, but we're not great at like looking at the little things. And, and I'm speaking to myself. There was a time where I had three different bonding agents in my office. It's like, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, like, am I... And it wasn't until I started seeing follow up on all those. I'm like, man, like all these kind of look good. Maybe it's technique. Maybe it's not the bonding agent specific. And maybe I need to actually streamline this, provide great service, but also run a business. That's a really great point. Now we only have a few minutes left. And so are there any other points you wanted to touch on on this? Because I kind of want to talk about, if you don't mind, sort of the evolution of your Instagram page, because I feel like it went from when I met you, you were just some like funny guy from, from <laughs> San Francisco, which I still think you're hilarious. And so like, I'll always love you for your humor, but I feel like now it's become more educational, more business oriented, even some clinical tips. Like you've really sort of like funneled in what your Instagram page is about. And I feel like a lot of dentists can and should follow you just for the sake of awareness and learning and, you know, something, even a topic like this that is often overlooked. Yeah. I feel like I've gone through this evolution on my page and I, I truly I feel like I used to be a terrible social media person. You know, I would post things and then like, if it didn't get a certain amount of likes, I would delete it. Maybe it wasn't good enough, even though I really felt like it was my voice and I wanted to post it. Or the, there's a time where I cared about how many people followed me versus how many people I followed. 
it was like this weird ratio. And you'll still see that. Some people are like, oh, look, this person only follows 20 people, as if that matters in any way. Um, I don't know. I think as you get, go through life and you start to really prioritize what's important to you, um, prioritize time. Like I don't post every day. Why? Because I've got other things that are just more important. And I feel like my page has, I'm, I'm thankful for it. I've met a lot of really cool mentors and people through social media. I wouldn't trade that for anything, but I would also just trade all of social media for clinical skill, right? Like I, I make such a great living as a dentist and it, I, I get such joy out of it. Uh, I think sometimes we get kind of caught up in this world of social media where we're comparing and looking at all these great cases. I was that person like posting all my great cases, you know, and then you listen to one like Joe Kahn lecture and his case is all on failures and you learn so much. And it's like, well, why isn't social media that? Why aren't we more real on social media? Why aren't we showing failures and making it a little bit more educational? So I don't know. I don't think I've got it all figured out, but I've definitely made it so that it doesn't take away from my mental health like it used to. And I want to make sure that it doesn't take away from other people's mental health, as in like, you know, my comments are a little bit more um, meaningful and tactful and that I'm not degrading and making people feel worse about what they're doing. So trying to be a little bit more positive on there. Um, again, I'm not perfect. I'll post things. I can't promise that I won't post something that won't offend somebody tomorrow. But, um, you know, I think it's the, the, the point is it's just kind of getting better every day with it. That's awesome. Pam. Could, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it act, somehow you made that relate. It's like stealing <laughs> 1% of your life away and your wellness away because you're, you're trying to do all these things that maybe you don't need to be doing. And, and we, I think that 1% is meaningful. Yeah. We need to audit. I think, you know, you audit your social media, like audit your time, audit, whether it's worth it. You yeah. know, the big thing during my presentation at LA Dental Symposium, you saw was auditing your marketing. What are you paying for? Like, let's like just deep dive. You don't have to manage it fully and go crazy. But right now we're talking credit card service. Just audit it. Go print out your last three statements and just simple math. Take what you paid and divide it by how much you ran. And what is that percentage? And if it's over... I'll say if it's over three, you need to DM one of us right now and we'll get you connected to somebody who can help. Mm -hmm. uh, if it's 2.5, it's good, but you could probably do better. You can probably shop around if it, if it matters to you. Um, but yeah, just audit, just kind of, I don't know. I think feel like we need to audit ourselves and our lives a little bit more. Beautifully said. Well, nothing goes faster than these, this <laughs> I swear I can't True. even. Like, I wish we had double and triple the time, which just means we're going to get you back here and maybe we can get Adam on too. And maybe a little Zylo. Zylo's <laughs> yeah. running around the office right now. She's, I think she's bothering everybody at lunch. Hoping we, we should have a pet edition. We should have a pet edition. You might've heard some snoring back here. Senorita is enjoying every second of Panda Apple being in daycare right now. Good it's actually one of the questions I get. I get a lot of patients who come in asking about like, hey, you know, do you know anything about dog care? Because I paid a lot of money to get my dog's teeth cleaned. And so that'd be an interesting topic. I don't know if I'm the person, the guest to kind of enlighten people on dog health or pet oral health, but I know there are products out there that people are are selling, using, and it's got to relate somehow to us, right? Yeah, it'd be fun if nothing else. Absolutely. <laughs> they can guest like star. We have the education. We know how to keep people's teeth clean. If we use some of those principles on our pets, maybe not materials, make sure it's safe for dogs or cats. Um, okay. You know, we certainly shouldn't have 
you know, edentulous pets around here if we can help it. True that. Pam, <laughs> take us home. Oh, gosh. So, Brian, thank you so much for joining us. Um, follow Brian, SF Dental Nerd. And obviously, do you want people to check out your website? Because it's pretty damn cool. I appreciate it. What is it? Oh, my website? Oh, yeah. It's just a little different. Like, if you're ever visiting San Francisco and you want some restaurant recs, just go to our website. You won't find some dentistry, but you'll find some awesome sushi restaurants and Michelin star restaurants. Just click on Fabes. Love. Very different. I love it. All right, Brian, thank you so much for joining us. It was amazing seeing you last week and I look forward to seeing you again. I appreciate you both. I I, I truly love you guys so much and I, I appreciate everything that you guys do for dentistry. Oh, thanks. Appreciate you too. Yeah, thank you. All right, everyone. We will see you next week. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you everyone for watching or listening to the show this week. And thanks to our guests and sponsors on this episode. Please check out our social media at Dr. Pamela underscore Maragliano and at Dental Economics Official. Or you can check me out at Ignite DDS or at Dr. David Rice. And go to dentaleconomics.com to receive dental economics. You can choose to receive DE in print or digitally. And you can also get the details of our Principles of Practice Management Conference on our website. If you have time topics or guests or anything you'd like to talk about on the show, send us an email to dentistryunmaskedpodcast at gmail.com and we will do our very best to make it happen. Thanks again and we'll see you next week.